Max, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Hey. Let's talk about all the good things hey. and the hey. bad things that, that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Cock and balls. Vagina. No. No? No, okay. You went too far with the balls. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said vagina. Yeah, but... Like, people use different things. They yeah. use fingers. They use straps. Yeah, but you went right into... But the I was going to go to, like, straps. Like, testicles and penis or something like that. <laughs> Not cock and balls. Wait, have you ever heard a song where they've said testicles and penis? Yeah. You have? Mm-hmm. By um, Joe uh, Rath the second. He's Shut up, Shemian. English. Shemian, I really believed you for a second. You really had me going with the Joe Rath comment because I was like, he really said testicles yeah, no. and penis in his song. That's like people don't say vagina in song, in yeah. song, in song, in songs. They say coochie. Do you want to start the? I'm I'm being serious. Like there are so many different. Yeah. Play names. No, but I mean, do you want to start? You know how you usually do black queer. And- oh, hey guys, it's Lorraine and Chimian. And why am I talking so high? We're here with another episode of Black Queer and dot 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 dot. And today we're talking about sex. So the dot 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 means sex. sex. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to look at me crazy. I was looking for you to fill in the dot, dot, dot. I think we filled it in. Once you said cock and balls, it was filled in already. Sex. That's very broad. Um, I think we're talking about sex in the queer context. But that could mean a lot of things. <clears throat> okay. So we're talking about, yeah. Well, no, I was going to say pause. The reason I say that is because yeah. growing up, you know, growing up in this uh, uber Christian household, you're taught that sex is between a man and a woman. When the man puts his, I was going to say puts his vagina, into that is not what I was taught. But when a man puts his penis into a woman's vagina, and that is sex. And knowing that I did not like that, even though I had plenty of sex with men because I felt like I was supposed to, I felt so much better sleeping with women. Like, that's what made me feel good. But I felt like this is not sex because I was taught that sex is a penis going into a vagina. And I soon learned that, you know, sex honestly is what you make it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I don't know about yeah. how everyone else feels, but for me, it felt like it's what you make it. Yeah. Because I agree. obviously. Um, yes, there are straps and there are things like that. Not every woman, like women are, if we're talking about, I can't even just say lesbians because not every woman is a lesbian or not every woman is straight, you know, like some people, um, still have vaginas and identify as men. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that they want someone to stick a strap, you know, into their vagina or maybe they don't like the strap like every speaking as a lesbian every lesbian does not like a strap every lesbian also does not like 
oral sex either. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by sex is what you make it. Some people are just happy with fingers. Some people are happy with the straps. Some people are just happy with oral sex or anal sex, whatever. But I grew up feeling like, well, what is sex for me then? Because I don't want penis into Mm -hmm. my vagina, even though I had it, you know, way more than once. But I was like, I don't think this is for me. So what does sex look like for me? Yeah. So I think right now for this conversation, the context is really from our own lenses, Mm -hmm. from our own lens, not lenses, but our own lens as black, a black queer couple, you know, where you're more feminine and I'm more masculine. I think we come from, from those. And I think that's important to mention. Yes. Like what angle we're coming from. Cause you're right. When you say it's really, really broad. Yes. It really is broad. And we're, we can't speak queer. for everyone. No, there's like no we way. can only speak for ourselves from our and own I think experience. And yeah, we can speak from our own experience as a couple, but we can also speak from our own experiences, like not being together. Because I think maybe your sex life before me was probably different than it is with me now. My sex life before you was different. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, it's really about what you make it. Yeah. Because everybody is different. And I think that also means that every relationship, you know, could be different. That's right. For one person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For example, when you say that sex... uh, can encompass a variety of things and I'm paraphrasing. I, I really do believe that. Like I've mentioned, I talk about sometimes spooning as being a sexual activity that I was turned on to when I was going to um, seminary. And I had never thought about spooning as being a, a sexual act, but someone, an author who wrote this article said that for them, spooning was sexual intimacy. Oh, And that was like, eye-opening, which is why I still remember it all these years later. I was just about to ask you, what do you mean you found out while you were in seminary? I was like, so some girl came and taught you that? No, it was in class. <laughs> no, I know. I You you finished. I oh. let you finish your thought and I didn't interrupt you. So I heard what you were going to say. Oh, okay. But I legit was about to be like, wait, what? Some girl came and was like, <laughs> this is sex. We're going to spoon. You know what I mean? I thought you meant you learned it based on experience. Yeah, no. But not that it should matter because it was before me anyway, but you know how that is. Yeah. When someone says it, even if it's before you, you feel like, fuck that bitch. Anyway. No, you've never felt that way? Yes, but we're talking about sex in the broader sense. I'm talking about that with sex too. Like when I've been with someone and I, like if, you know, thinking about how they were with them or like, did they enjoy them more? Or like, what was sex like with it? It should not affect me, but sometimes, you know, you think about those things like, you know, how was it with that person? Or did they like it with me more or with them more? Yeah, of course. That's what I meant. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's pausing to burp. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I really was, but I was off the mic. I didn't think that you were going to say it. So how deep are we going? I think we just said we're going to talk about sex from our perspective. So we're not necessarily talking about our sex life, but I think we're talking about... Why not? Ray. I think we're talking about 
sex from the perspective of a black queer couple. Do you remember that article I sent you just recently? Yeah, about straps. About straps. Um, I thought that was really cool, and I sent it to you because um, I liked that article because... It was a really good article. I liked the visual representation that they mm-hmm. gave with like the soda. It was the soda cans, right? Or like, uh, I don't... I don't remember soda cans. I remember them having uh, penises, like the strap-ons. Yeah, I thought yeah, that I they had s- cans to represent like the Girth? size. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Maybe that's something they, they else might I'm have. looking thinking about. But um, I but do that's remember soda can. That's too big. No, that no, but is. there's different sizes. Like there's, you know, like, like skinny cans? cans. Yeah, depending on like a Red Bull can or, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, I just, when I think about soda, I don't think about Red Bull. But I, I hear know. what you're saying. I can't remember. But I do remember one point of the article, though, was about um, finding something with your partner yeah. rather than like, I think the whole thing started, I was reading someone's tweet where someone said, um, what kind of strap does your partner like? And someone else responded and said, or, and then, but it had something to do with like they were saying like um, shopping for one, and what do you pick out for your partner? And somebody responded basically with like, uh, you should be either going with your partner or knowing what they like. Like yeah. you should not. Be trying to pick something out because a lot of times, basically, their whole point was a lot of times people pick things out based on their own ego mm-hmm. and what they feel like their body should like, you know, should want or like. And it's like, but what if your partner, um, it's too much for them or it's not enough for them or, right. you know, it's not satisfying or whatever. And I thought that was a very interesting. No, it was a great article. And it's not something, I mean, I don't know. Maybe in some other uh, circles it's it's common, but I just, sometimes I feel like for folks who are interested in the strap, which is in everyone, that it, it's almost like a personal thing where you get it and then you, you know what I mean? And then the partner comes or, you know, or you just use it with your partner, but it's not always something that is seen as something that to be done together. And I think well, it should be. I should think it should work like that more often. That's what I like about together. the article. Yes, I That's do what too. I about the, the article because when I think of it as a personal thing, like one person goes and picks it out themselves, I'm thinking it's like everyday penis. Like you've probably used it on fifteen different girls, and I something that is for just you and I. Yeah. And I think part of the issue is that, you know, just as this is kind of an interesting thing about what happens with heteronormativity is that sometimes it it gets uh, kind of replicated in the gay community, in the LGBTQ community, in the sense that, you know, you have a strap and it's like, oh, you've had all these women. That's some sort of clout. Not that I don't imagine that women are sitting around talking about how many women they've slept with, but you kind of get that same kind of like, oh, yeah, you did, you know. And so I think that's unfortunate because um, I think that leads to this idea that, oh, no, this is my, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to switch it out because you wouldn't ask any man 
right. to do that or any other men to do that. And this is my penis. And so, well, I think that's women why. could ask men to switch it out. I'm sure that they, they probably would. <laughs> they could just take it off and like, but I mean, because it's attached to their body, like the most women are like, fuck, I got to deal with that shit then. But if they could, I'm sure they would. They'd be like, nah, go take that shit back to the store and get something different. Oh. I believe that that would be the case. Yeah. Honestly. And because I always think about like who else the person has slept with. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> like I want something fresh and new. Right. That makes me. sense to me. After reading that article, it makes perfect sense to me. But I think what happens uh, is that some women get, get uh, they sort of identify with the strap. Like if you get connected with it, the more yeah. you use it and... You know, and so to just like toss it to the side is not as easy as just like tossing out a piece of garbage. You know what I mean? So I think that's where the negotiation comes in. It's like, I've had this strap, I'm attached to it, but I also understand that I'm in a new relationship and someone wants somebody different. And in my mind, now that I'm older, I see that the latter is more important, that what your partner wants, like you do it together, is Mm -hmm. more important than... Being attached because you can make new attachments. Yeah. You know, and then some people would argue, you know, with me about that. But I mean, for me, getting something that we both like will probably get us to having sex more. Like, honestly. I mean, I heard you swallow. Um, but I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if it's something that I'm comfortable with. I'm not like huge on sex anyway, but like something that I'm comfortable with would make me probably want it more than normal. Yeah. (laughs) More than what I normally want, which is like, eh, I don't really care. You know, I, I don't know how many people feel the way that I do, but like, I know that we're supposed to be sexual beings. I don't know. I don't. It's like that's just who I am. I'm not mm-hmm. that big You're not of a very sexual. Yeah. I'm not. I'm very affectionate. Yes, I'm very affectionate, true. but I'm not very sexual. Like at the end of the day, I'm. I. I. It's so weird because I feel like I read articles all the time or people's posts where they're like, you know, you should be doing it at least, you know, once a day or every other day, and I'm like, really. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Too much for you, huh? Well, I mean, I feel like am I abnormal? Like is it I don't just, think so. You know, I there's think gotta be more gamut. women. Of course. And men who are like, you know they what? Don't need it every single Yeah, time. like I'm good. Yeah. Or I got kids and I got jobs in school and I got all this shit. When I was younger, sometimes was I'm tired. Different. When I was younger, it was different. Um, but now the older I get, it's like, mm, it doesn't seem as important to me. Right. When I was younger, it was important. Like I, I wanted to be, you know, intimate quite a bit. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like when intimacy happens, it's great. But I feel like so many people put this emphasis on like, no, cause if you don't do it, it, you, you need to be doing it at least a few times a week. And I'm like. 
I, if that's good for you, then that's good for you. But don't right. make it who, seem like who sets the standard, like, right? Like, like according to whom, right? Like people's relationships are gonna fall apart if shit is not happening. I'm like, yeah, uh, no, we're good true. over here, cause like yeah. we're like I I feel like we're good. Yep. And I mean, you know, sometimes when I'm like, oh, do you want it? And you're like, I'm tired. And then sometimes you're like, oh, do you want it? And I'm like, I'm tired. I feel like we're just grown ass people who like have lives. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I'm not going to say it's based on age, but I will say this. When I was younger, I do feel like it was more like, no, it has to happen. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, if it does, it doesn't. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I don't feel like there's any love lost. Yeah. I honestly feel like, you know, sometimes you you do it and sometimes you don't, (laughs) honestly. But I feel like the, the world's standard makes me feel abnormal sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like media and like what you see mm-hmm. on it gives the impression people's that you Twitter be videos. Doing it. Yeah, like or like, like what you see so on T V shows, it makes you feel like, well, maybe something's wrong with me because yeah. I don't feel like doing it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I think the you know, because you and I have been in a relationship for three years. We've been together for a few years. Yeah. It's like I I realize the marker for me is happiness. Mm-hmm. Like that I'm content. I mean, we don't always happy. see eye to eye. You know what I mean? Yes. With Well, uh, I shouldn't make you happy, but I'm but a part of your happiness. Yes. So That's we don't beautiful. always see eye to eye in terms of intimacy. Right. But overall, I'm content. And to me, that's the marker. Like other people can say like it should be. Just like when you go to the doctor and they're like, your body mass index should be such and such and so and so based on what? You know what I mean? I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If I'm healthy and I'm good and everything checks out, then that's what I go walk away with. So it's to me, it works in the same way. It's about my happiness and it's about, um, okay, I was going to say my happiness again, but I already said that. But you've you've changed, right? Yes. Yeah. No, no, I'm just. I have changed. changed. Yes. Do you think it's because you're just happy and like you're content? I think I had to make a decision. And oh, I had to make a choice whether or not I was going to um, let the way that I preferred for things to happen mm-hmm. um, as it relates to in- intimacy kind of overshadow what we were building. Like that's, that's, it came to a point to me where I had to make that decision because you and I are very different in some aspects when it ter- when it, uh, as it relates to intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so I made the decision that like overall, my love for you trumped the way that I used to, do things and I hate to even use that word anymore. Trump. I mean, yeah. even though it's trumped and it's not Trump, I just don't even but you know I what knew I mean? what you meant though. Yeah. And I think that's what changed me is that the relationship was so um important to me that I realized some of the ways that I used to do things just had to change. That makes me struggle a little bit because I I don't you know, you don't ever want somebody to feel like you feel like you should change together, right? 
or not, yeah. you know, and we in have. relationships. Yeah, I know we have. Yeah. But sometimes when you hear change, you, you like, you don't want it to be like some movie where it's like, I changed for you. <laughs> I did all of this for you. And yeah, you don't no, it's not that it. way. It's not that way. But, it's but different. part of me feels great because I feel like you were, you had this way that you were living and that you were doing things for so long with all these other relationships. And I feel like you love me enough, you know, or more than the others where it was like, no, I can be different because I feel like that's how I am where I'm like, it's, it's a whole different ball game. So I can be different with you. And yeah. it's not a fight. You know what I'm saying? I think there's, when it comes to sex and relationship, that there there has to be some negotiation, mm-hmm. you know? And it and things change the longer that you're together. And so for me, it's more important that we have a healthy relationship, that we, you know, we have good times and we have good chemistry and we can laugh about stuff than having a particular position in bed because I'm used to that. And I'm just I'm just bringing, making that up, right? But I'm I'm saying like <laughs> and it was hard. It, I'm not saying that this was easy for me. It was you know. Yeah. It was I know. very very hard. I know. Because I know who I am as it relates to intimacy. Yeah. And I know how I was honest with other women and I was like this is kind of my jam. This is what, I, you know. And it, we went through some difficult times, so I'm not. I don't want to paint a picture that it was like, oh yes, and oh, no. we fell in love. That is no, I'm talking not about for was. me though, <laughs> because the way it can come off people that don't know us is that like I just I made the decision because I loved you so much and we got along so oh, no. well. It was you a, know, but it was a struggle. Like it yeah. was a deep struggle. We had to talk to people and stuff like that, which helped. But it did help, um, but at the end of the day. Um, you know, the when I when I pull back and I look at the bigger picture of relationship, sex is just a piece of it. Right. You know what I mean? Now I think it's problematic if sex is just like the thing that's keeping you together. Yes. Then that you might need to take another look at that. Yes. Because that that doesn't last. You know what I mean? That's not substance. Right. Uh so I think that's what helped me is that we had a lot of substance and so we does. Yeah. We do. And I mean, it was a struggle for me. Um, I think it was a struggle for me because I had had um, sex used against me as a weapon. Yeah. You know, I had been assaulted more than once and, you know, assaulted and raped. And um, so a lot of that came with like fear. Mm-hmm. Not that you were going to hurt me, but anyone I've ever been with where I would like, you know, with men, like I would start crying in the middle of sex and be trying to like hide my tears because I did not want them to feel bad. Yeah. But there was a part of me that was like, this doesn't feel good. It feels horrible. And it's triggering. It was very triggering. Um, but then it also just felt like it still doesn't feel good. Like this does not feel natural for me. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know that. Um, and so, I, well, I was going to say I know that. But I I think that because of those feelings and then my own personal feelings about like intimacy or 
um, like growing up and like in religion and all that, um, I was just kind of out there when it came to sex because I felt like, you know, some people either completely go one way or completely go the other way, which is like if you've been hurt or if you've been taught, you know, different things, you either, I mean, not saying you do, but you can, you can go completely left where it's like, I'm going to just fuck everybody. Or you can go completely right, which is like, I'm just afraid Mm -hmm. to have sex with anyone. And I was kind of, I went both ways at different points in my life Yeah, where it was like, I had been taught, you know, like, well, intimacy, like your first, (laughs) I was taught your first time is supposed to feel amazing and it's going to be beautiful. And I was like, I remember that first time and I was like, this shit sucks. Like it hurts. And so I kept trying to find that beautiful moment. Right. And I and kept, kept searching, doing yeah. it. And yeah. I kept fucking, you know, different people trying to find that beautiful moment. And it just wasn't coming. And so then that kind of tainted my, you know, my thoughts in reality. But I was young. So I was like, well, you know. And then mm. I felt like, well, maybe God is punishing me because I'm not supposed to be having sex anyway. Maybe that's why it doesn't feel good. Which is kind of silly at the same time because I'm like, <laughs> it kind of made me think like, there are billions of people in this world. Like, why is God so focused on my on sex life? Right. Just me and my yeah. sex life, right? Um, so it just, it went so many different directions for me. And so by the time you came along, it was just kind of like, you know... I don't know how I feel anymore. Like, I'm not sure. Like, and there was this yearning in me where it was like, I want to be intimate, but it wasn't a level of like, it has to go to sex. It was just more like, I miss intimacy, but because I really liked you and I wanted things to work, I was like, it kind of reminded me of other relationships I had been in where I didn't want to piss people off. So it was like, I'll just do the things that I don't, really yes. want to do and that to make them feel happy. yeah feel good feel good feel, and happy yes and that i didn't me, want you to throw me away so quickly yes that that is such a good point that you bring up because for me that has happened quite a bit where you know i'm honest with women about you know you know sexual chemistry is important i think in relationship yeah and then at the beginning it's like oh yeah you can you know it's all this stuff and then as time goes on, it's like, actually, no. And that has upset me sometimes because I feel like it's not fair. You know what I mean? Like, I was honest with, you know, with the people I've dated from day one when I got older. When I was younger, I didn't really, I wasn't really thinking about that, right. you know. And so it it used to upset me when women would just kind of go along and then, it's like months after we're dating or being intimate. It's like, oh, actually, you know, I really don't like that thing. I just, you know, I just wanted to to rope you in. It's like that's that doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know? um, and you and I even went through our moments with that, mm-hmm. and it's worked out, uh, and I'm really, really grateful for it. But I know there was a moment where I was like, really, because I was, I, you know, I would have been straight up about maybe this is not going to work. But I'm actually, that kind of taught me something too because I'm happy that it worked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I love you and our relationship uh, works really well. So I think it taught both of us something because yeah, I did. knew. It did. I, like it was, uh, there was a sense for me of I want to be honest, 
But at the same time, I was afraid because I was like, if this is what she really likes, she's not going to want to stay with me. And then for you, it was like, you know, what you learned was maybe I should give people a chance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. So we both so learned should, something yeah, from stretch. it. Yeah, we did. You know? Um, and so, I mean, I'm glad it worked out, but we definitely both learned, you know, valuable lessons, which is sometimes, you know, the things that you are used to, like, you know, or if you feel, basically in yeah. our case, like, you could have easily, if I would have been like, you know what, I'm not into this rap. You could have been like, uh, well, you know, hey, I'm good. Yeah, which I had done you before. Know, you could have I been told like, you that. we can be friends. We can play Scrabble. And <laughs> oh and I, being me, would have been like, nope, because I don't want to be your friend. We right. went through that. We did go through that. Where you were like, yeah, we can be friends. friends. And I was like, no, if we can't be together, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. You didn't want to be friends, though. Uh, you didn't. I think you were anyway. That's no, not, be honest. Did you really want to be friends? But that's not the the focus of our conversation. I'm asking you a question though. Uh, I don't know. So, excuse me. She didn't want to be my friend. So even though, like you mentioned the strap in particular, but I, but in general, like I feel like sex and sexual activity can be negotiated. Yes, and it's not. It shouldn't be the primary focus of relationship, right? Like that yes. everything else comes first. The sex is important. Don't get, don't get me wrong. But if you're in a healthy relationship where you're happy and stuff, like being willing to be flexible to bend, that's, that's kind of what I learned. Like, because now that we're going on year, whatever we're going on, three or four, exactly. I realize four. four, I realize that I'm so happy that I let go yeah. of some of the ways that I'd always done things because our, I love you and our relationship is healthy and I'm happy. Do you know what yeah, I mean? So I could have yeah. potentially missed out because I was I like, oh, too. no, you, you don't do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think sex shouldn't be the primary. It should be. Absolutely. You know. I agree. And I know, I mean, when I was younger, I would have said different, you know, because I felt like that's what keeps the person. Um, but at the That's end of the day, I feel like as you grow up, different things become priority, right? Or like you get busier. So there's not as much sex or that, you know, you have to be inventive when you have kids, right? you have to be yes. inventive on oh like different ways to be intimate or whatever. Right. But Make you sure realize you the door that, and <laughs> exactly. And lock the door. <laughs> right. But you realize that, you know, I think sometimes what I realized when I was younger was that, or as I got older, and when I would put sex first, I would realize that if in certain relationships, if there was no sex, we didn't have anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. we didn't know how to talk to each other or we didn't know how to just have fun without being intimate because mm -hmm. sex was the number one thing in our relationship. Right. Like, we weren't even friends. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never been in a relationship like that. Really? Um, no. Where sex was just the focal point. Um, I, I, I I have, I, but I don't think we realized it until it was like, you know, if I was sick and then we couldn't have sex or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it was like, or until the sex wore off and yeah. then it was just kind of like, oh, this shit is boring. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned, I heard you say like something about keeping the person, like 
you know, I want to make sure that they're happy and that they're, mm-hmm. and I realize that I never have had to think about that when it comes to sex. I'm on the other end of it so that people are throwing out all their tricks. And all that, that was me stuff. with you. I was like, wait, hey, but it was. Remember the first night when I was like, what's your favorite position? No, not, I'm being though? very serious, but I'm being, am You're I talking about our first date? I'm, yes, I'm talking about our first date, but even after that, like, it's the same point that I was making with me doing things that I felt like I didn't really want to do. Right. I just really wanted you to see that I liked you. Yeah. And I, so I think there's another conversation there, though, that on your end, you're kind of burdened with the responsibility of making sure it's still exciting and that you're doing stuff that I, that I like or that whoever you're with likes. And on my end, I've never had to think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, well, I won't say what I'm thinking about. What are you thinking about? That. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, in the past, I wasn't concerned with whether or not, I mean, to a certain degree, because I want, of course, the person to be pleased. I want them to be, to right. enjoy it and stuff. But I feel like there's less of a burden. Like, I don't have to think about whether or not this position they're going to like or that. Because usually I'm on the other end where people, I know that folks are trying to, like bring tricks out of their bag for me, which I think is is an interesting conversation right there. Like, but see, and that's what I don't think is fair, though. I think it's not. I but but I think that that still has to do with both of us. Neither of us are non-binary, right? Like, you're I, not, what do you mean you're non-binary? Neither of us are non-binary. Oh, okay. So well, like, I queer, my I'm queer. Gender yeah, queer. like we're queer, but I. You know, say she or her, right? And you are say she or him or whatever people call you. Yeah. Um. But to me, that still goes back to like almost like gender roles. People it does expect women or people who are you know uh, female presenting. No, they expect them to do all the you know put pull it out all totally the tricks. Does where the the man or the male presenting person just kind of gets to lay there and be like. You know what you got, what you got for me, yeah, and that's kind of the point that I'm making that heteronormativity has, has sort of been fuck heteronormativity, uh, it's sort of been uh like internalized by the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying this to you to say, like, oh, yeah, this is what I expected because I know that's what it should be. I'm just being honest with you about my experience. I never have you know, been intimate with somebody and I'm like, you know what? I know I'm more masculine. So then I want to see what they're going to do. I've never thought that. But when I look back, what I realize is that I had privilege because I never was burdened with whether or not this position they were going to like. It was more about, uh, when I think about my past, I realized it was more about whether or not they could please me on their end, not for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Be careful. Yeah, I, I hit my mic and stuff. I don't know if you guys heard that all on the mic. No, we heard it. Because I was getting really into what I was saying. We heard but it. But I think it's problematic. It is. It's problematic. It's not fair. And, it's you know, if I think about it more, when I think about the LGBT... LGBT? When I think about the LGBT, uh, I realize that as someone who's masculine, I do have some privilege, you know, um, there's just some things that people don't, they don't hold me to the same. Like when I go in the way that I'm dressed, people don't really, I don't know. They don't really care as much, but if you're feminine, you walk into a space, you got to be like fierce. You got to have people looking at your shoes and all this. You know what I mean? It's just a different world. 
It is. Um, it's a different world. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't think it's right. And I don't think that we even recognized the ways in which we have just like replicated heteronormativity. Yep. It's really unfortunate. Yep. Um, Absolutely. But I've never gone to bed. I just want the record to show. I've never gone, been intimate, gone to bed with someone. And I've been like, all right, girl, show me what you got. <laughs> never been like that. I've been the one who was like, I don't even realize it's about to go down. And I'm asking people if they want to play games instead of like. <laughs> yes. But the more, like the longer you and I have been together, you, the one thing that you, there's only one thing that you've ever said to me that I felt like, this is some heteronormative Uh-oh. shit. What is Oh, it? no, there's two things, but I won't say the f- one. But you have said, like, how, like, you don't dance for me or anything. Well, that's different, right? No, no. But for, for me, can I speak for me? For me, I felt like I would never ask a man to dance for me. You know what I mean? Like, I would. But to me, that was like an, an no, expectation. You know why it's different? Because I have danced for you, and I'm just what? like, I ha- Ray, don't. When? When I put on my heels, I have danced for you. Okay, oh, see? okay, one time. So then I'm like, I do it for you, do it for me. That's completely separate. That's completely different. It's not like I'm just sitting back, and I'm like, all right, girl, when you So then do, maybe you it was what I was thinking your expectation was, because no, I feel like when you put I on your heels you. and dance for me, no, it was sexy, and it was beautiful, Yeah, but you weren't like stripping and stuff. Like, that's what I... Th- felt like you oh, expected no, from me. Oh no, just a dance. I'm like, here I dance for you and you really like it, right? I'm like, I like it too. It's really that simple. It's but not, you can dance. I can't. There's it doesn't a matter. I love you. It is. And I'm attracted it to you. It does matter. So listen to what I'm saying. For me, it does not matter. Right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, I might like it. I do it for you. Can you do it for me? So to me, that's that's a little bit different. Maybe. Okay, great. All right, this is good wrap-up time. <laughs> I like how you always, like, when somebody's in the middle of saying something. All right, so we're done tonight. And you were uh, in the middle. You don't know what I was about to say? This is a big conversation. I just want it to say is. this is a big topic. As we start talking, I realize this is massive for us to just be saying black, queer, and sex. That's huge. So I think we're really talking, because we talk about the strap a lot. Yes. We talk about negotiating and relationship. We talk about heteronormativity sort of being um, uh, internalized by the LGBTQ community. So I think it's like, because there's so much more we could talk about with sex. There are. There is so much more. But I feel like my goal is to normalize queer sex as much as we have normalized hetero sex honestly like we see yeah, hetero so it's not like fetish, sex like, yeah and it's not a fetish nobody's like, like ooh gay people a man and a time. woman Ow, yeah. yeah you know no, what i'm saying yeah, like right. nobody's fucking sitting around like yeah but it's like it's fetishized when it comes to us yeah as queer people and it makes me think of like the pose episode uh with pray tell and uh ricky character remember i showed you oh and they were having sex. and how they had sex but it it did not i mean it obviously didn't show like the penis going in but like it literally showed like grabbing asses and grabbing waists and like you know pulling sheets and biting teeth and i loved that because it was like we're normalizing the fact that we have sex. sex we're yeah. intimate we're like regular folk 
it's not a fetish. We are people who, whether we're in love or not, like we don't have to be in love. We could just be in lust. We could be in like, whatever it is, but we still yeah. have sex and it's normal. Yep. Just like straight folk. Just like straight folk. Just like bi folk. Just like pan folk. Like who, whatever. Folk. Just, just like folk. F-O-L-K. Folk. That's right, folk. And so anyway, that's what it made me think of because I feel like it's just, it's like, I keep using the word fetish. It's like a fetish. I don't know if people like fetishize over two men, but I feel like it's so normal these days for people to be like, oh, two women, but two women that they feel like should be together. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what is up with that shit, but it's like nobody is ever like, oh, because it's, you know, I don't think people are fetishizing about us, you know? <laughs> I d- some people might, but I mean, like, what you see on TV is they always have, like, two feminine women together. Yeah. Like, nobody's mm-hmm. like... This is somebody's cup of tea, too. No, yes, it I know is what you're somebody's saying. cup of tea. Mainstream. I'm saying the way that we make things popular or mainstream. And the reality is everybody's cup of tea is freaking different. But it's still all normal. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, tonight, whoever you're sleeping with or not sleeping with or sticking your fingers in or sticking your penis in or your strap in or receiving it, whatever you're doing, be safe Mm -hmm. and have a good time. There's nothing wrong with being safe. Uh, straight or queer, be safe. Yeah. Be mother clean stuff. Safe. Thoroughly. Yes. Clean. <laughs> yes. See your doctors. Yep. Get you tested. Know, get tested. Get yeah, some condoms. We're, we're talk about that. Yep. Get uh, Enjoy the, sex. What is it? Dental dams. All that stuff. Whatever Consensual. it is. Consensual. Yes. Consensual. Yes. Be beautiful about it. You know, and be queer about it. Be hey, black. be queer, be black, all about it. Who yeah. do you want to dedicate this show to? Me, ma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> on Ancestry.com. <laughs> no, I'm serious. On Ancestry, me, ma reached out to me and said that we're third cousins. Wait, the person's name was me. I thought you me meant ma. like a I'm grandma. Or I was like... born in Louisiana, so I'm not surprised. But yes, her me name ma is, is like ma. somebody's grandma, though. Yeah, like... she's older. Second, third cousin, older. But I'm joking when I say I When was this? Today. You didn't she tell me this. Out and she said, hey, I see that we're third cousins and I just wanted to reach out. She gave me her cell phone number. Oh, wow. She don't know me from anything, me ma, but. Did you tell her you were queer? Because she might be like. Wait, no. So you dedicated this to who? I didn't dedicate it to anyone yet. I oh. just asked you. I said, who would you like to dedicate this show to? Oh, to black queer people. Oh, yeah. I'm not as poignant as you usually have like one person where you're like, I want to dedicate this to Thomas <laughs> Theodore the third because, you know, usually yours is much more like poignant. So I like when it you is. take it away. So wait, you dedicated it to me, Ma? No, I don't. I'm dedicating it to black queer people who are having healthy sex. So then why'd you bring up me, Ma, first? I was... It was Joke. It was a little oh, comedic Oh, see, you're so relief. dry in your jokes. I don't know when you're joking sometimes. No, it's just like the dry When comedy. I said Mima, 
You, I you thought know? you were talking about somebody's grandma, see? But I didn't know you were talking about a third cousin. See, even in that, I did not know that you were joking. Okay. I was like, you're somebody's grandma? Sorry. I should have delivered Mima with a little bit more. I'm like, like you haven't even told me about Mima. Like I didn't even know you had a Mima. I sound like some white shit, Mima. Who would you like to dedicate the podcast to? I would like to dedicate the podcast today to... All of those who are having sex and doing it freely, even those yes, who are not, sex. even those who are in the closet and doing it, but doing it healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, those who are not trying to like, <sighs> yeah, I, I don't want to go there, but yeah, really I, to those who are having healthy sex, whether right. you're in the closet or not. Just being healthy about it and being free. I see so many people on Twitter who are so free with their sex and sexuality, and it gives me life. Yeah, because they're like, beautiful. I don't give a fuck about positive. your sex standards. Yeah, they're yeah. so sex positive, sex Positivity. positive, and yeah. it's beautiful. Y'all millennials are like, we don't give a fuck about what you too. think. And I also want to dedicate, and I love it. As you were talking, Ray, I thought I want to dedicate this to survivors too, like that it is possible to be in healthy relationship and, you know, to, um, I don't know, I guess I can't really, really speak to it, but I, I, I guess I just want to say that there is light, you know, um, and I think I, just like I did the last episode, I kind of just want to give props to Lorraine you know, as a survivor, that we can sit on this podcast and we can talk about healthy sexuality. I think that gives a life to a lot of women and men out there who have had uh, similar experiences, you know, that there are people out there that that, that will respect uh, your journey. They will respect what you've gone through. They'll be patient. They'll listen. You know, they'll take things slow. Yeah. And that's what you deserve, if not more than that. And so I just want to dedicate that dedicate part of this to all the survivors out there um yeah next time we have to yeah i'm good we have to talk about uh like strap shopping or oh something God. yeah i know you wanted to get i was kind of skirting but yes we can get you were because you don't want to get like i don't want everybody to know everybody everything about our oh they don't okay they don't have to know everything about our business i'm just saying like strap shopping is like everyday like i've been strap shopping with, with other people that i've been in relationships with like and it's you know it's very interesting Okay, or like trying to find a harness shop. that fits, you know. Yeah, I think that would be, that should be like black, queer, and strap. Like we should have a conversation about strapping. But then are we going to have a st- one about like oral sex? I don't. No, we're going to have one just wanna, on strapping. No, because you want to talk about strapping. What what was going to be the t- Oh, no, I meant like shopping for, like, I don't know. It could be very open, like shopping okay. for one or. You know, that yeah, was a pretty but cool mean, experience that we had. I yeah. thought that that was so, a great experience. I'm thinking that so people who are tuning in know what we're talking about. Because talking about straps could be a full podcast. Shopping, uh, the activity, 
you know, how activity. often. <laughs> You're so funny. You're like a teacher. Activity. You mean sex with the strap? Right. Can we wrap up? Please? No, because you're like oh activity. Gosh. Right. Can we wrap like, up? Like, what do we do? Play I spin dedicated the bottle this to with survivors. the strap. Like the strap is the bottle and you spin it and it lands on anal. Yay. <laughs> Bellatio. Woo. No. That would be an interesting game though, wouldn't it? No, Ray, for can real. we wrap up? Think about it. Would that be an interesting game? You have yes. your head down, but I'm being serious. Yes. You're being a jerk. No, I'm not. I'm just ready to wrap up. Ray. I'm, We're I'm just saying, before we go, think about it. Would that not be an interesting game? Would yes, I've already it? said yes. Fellatio, yes. Sounds very exciting. <sighs> Goodbye, you guys. This is what a relationship looks like. <laughs> Fucking done. Future wife. Yeah. Yep, Lorraine's my future wife. We talked about sex tonight. Night. We talked about sex all right. Not right. We talked mm-hmm. about straps and dildos. And cock and ball. No, cock we and balls. We didn't talk vaginas. about vaginas. And we talked about harnesses. Yes. We talked about it all. Oh, well, not we all. We about, talked about a lot. We talked about a lot. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about a lot. Okay. We didn't talk about the lube. Ooh. But we, we talked about tight and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wait, I said boobs, and what did you say? Me and you, we talked about <laughs> me and you. All right, folks. All right, guys. Well, till next time. Again, I'm Lorraine, and that was Shemian. <laughs> <laughs> and we are black, queer, and... Da-da-da! Pew, pew, pew! Da-da-da. See y'all. Bye.